0: Well, Merry Christmas to you all. Wow, what a wonderful night to experience together, a night we can celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior, into the world. Which story um, reminds me of when my wife, Jody, was pregnant with our first child, Noah. And it was common to describe that with this phrase We were expecting. Have you heard that before? Yeah, Katie Savage in her book, uh, Grace in the Maybe, talks a lot about that phrase, and I really resonated with what she said. We were expecting, which strikes me odd in a couple of ways. First of all, there was not that much we in that experience. I did a lot of rubbing of aching feet and buying pints of chocolate chip ice cream from Dairy Queen or Quartz. gallons. (laughs) And then there's the last part of that phrase, we were expecting. That's what people say, right? She's expecting. That's kind of an odd phrase to me too, because it it implies there's some sort of certainty or or knowledge about what is to come. I can tell you as a first-time dad, I had no idea what was coming. And I wonder if Mary and Joseph had any idea what was coming either. I mean, after all in the story, here they are on their way to marriage and uh, here they are in this little town in Israel and, and, and then all of a sudden, God interrupts their lives in a, in a f- fantastic way. Their uh, Aunt Elizabeth, this, this great old Aunt Elizabeth is pregnant suddenly and her husband, you know, their uncle Zechariah goes speechless, which strikes me as a pretty good idea for those of you who have pregnant spouses around. Guys, pay attention to Zechariah. Speechless is not a bad way to go. And then the angel Gabriel comes in and announces in this sort of tiny little hick town of Nazareth nowhere to Mary that she's going to have a child. And this is what he says. He will be great and will be called son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Well, that's a lot to expect, isn't it? And her question shows as much. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Now, what in the world could you expect from all of that? When... uh, Jody was pregnant again with our first child. There were some things that we did expect. We expected, oh, morning sickness, I suppose. We'd heard about that. We expected food cravings, you know, we'd heard about that. Mood swings. Boy, Jody did not handle my mood swings very well. I'm just going to level with you. Buying bigger pants for Jody and for me, as I recall. There were some things we expected, but mostly I didn't expect, there was so much I didn't expect at the birth of our first child. I did not expect, um, goodness, when I, the rare occasion when I cracked open one of those baby books, you know, the ones that tell you how big the baby is in the womb that week, you know, it's like a size of an apple or another piece of fruit or vegetable or something. I did not expect to freak out a little every time I read those things. But at the time, keeping a fern alive in my Dallas, Texas office was a challenge for me, so keeping a child alive seemed like an impossibility. I did not expect the way people would react, too. All of a sudden, when people started to find out that Jody was pregnant, friends and family, they started referring to Jody's belly. Up to that point, my wife only had a stomach. Or if she went to the gym, she might talk about her abs but suddenly she had a belly, and people would touch it. And that struck me as a very odd thing to do. In fact, when I think about it now, it seems to me there are only a few people that have a belly. Santa Claus, I think, is one of them. And uh, beer guzzlers, probably, are the others. Apparently pregnant ladies as well. I didn't expect that. That was strange to me. I also didn't expect uh, the, the advice we got as parents... You know, when Jody started showing to the point where people felt comfortable to ask, when is your due date? Everybody who had ever been a mom had advice for us. How to escape morning sickness, what the best stroller was, whether to have an epidural or not, all and on and on and on. I didn't expect that. I also didn't expect the questions we got, especially from the hospital. I expected going to the hospital, they'd have medical questions, but then they started asking us questions like, what sort of lighting would you like in the birthing room? I don't know. Some <laughs> or questions like is there some background music you'd like playing? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean pardon me if I don't know whether I want James Taylor's How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You or Enter Sandban by Metallica playing while my son comes into the room. I, I don't know, I don't know. Looking back on the whole thing, it just seems preposterous. And who expects preposterous, right? How can this be, Mary asked that first Christmas? And that's a good question, but it presupposes a reasonable answer. Like you could somehow expect what this child was going to do in the world or in your life. This child who would, of course, become the Son of God, be known as the Son of God. This child who would be great, the angel said. Son of the Most High. How do you expect that? Sometimes I feel sorry for Mary. I think about that first Christmas and all the news she got at once just kind of piled on her. I mean, think about that. First of all, she was told, you're pregnant. And then she was told, he's the son of God. And then third, she was told, I know this isn't the normal way that kids are born into the world. We're calling it immaculate. And then fourth, she was told, uh, you're going to name him Jesus, which means God saves. And fifth, you're going to have to buy bigger pants. She was expecting. But what exactly was Mary to expect exactly? What what was Israel to expect? They had been promised a conquering savior after all. Instead, they got this kid, this baby born to a virgin in a manger who within three decades or so would die on a Roman cross in a ridiculous death. It was preposterous. It is preposterous. Who expects preposterous? But I suppose it's not any more preposterous or unexplainable or irrational than Abraham and Sarah having a child in their own very, very, old age, or their grandson Joseph who was, uh, had dreams and promises of being a leader but instead was thrown in prison. It's no more preposterous, I suppose, than Paul who is a persecutor of Christians who becomes himself a follower of Jesus in the way and writes most of what we know as our New Testament. No more preposterous, I suppose, than a group of slaves going through the Red Sea on dry ground, or Jesus having dinner with his disciples a few days after his death are no more preposterous than you and I, sitting together comfortably on Christmas Eve, knowing how to extend our lives forever, knowing that faith in this Jesus Christ brings abundant, eternal life. I guess it should be logical to me that a God far more wise than me should surpass my expectations about how He should act or who He should be or what He should be like, I suppose what I'm saying is if God wants to act in a preposterous way to me, then who am I to stop Him? Instead, I suppose this Christmas baby illustrates this, as Paul would later write in 1 Corinthians 1, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise I suppose the birth of Jesus, if it reminds me of anything, it's simply this, that God showers us with amazing grace in preposterous ways that maybe you and I, we should expect the unexpected. A little bit like this story that I came across here recently of Leva and her family. Watch for a moment this video as her story is told over and above and around the Christmas story as well. Let me take a look.
1: I know it's no one's fault, it's no one's fault that someone is born with a, with a disability, but then you still feel like, but why did this happen to us?
2: Welcome to all of you. Please take a seat. We want to now share a certificate tweet. This story of Christmas, we tell it in rhyme. Some actors have lines, while some of us mime.
1: I was overwhelmed with grief uh, at the loss. I thought a beautiful baby has got Down syndrome, and it's such a disaster.
2: Meanwhile, great Caesar Augustus in Rome made a decree to return to your home. But well, this ruling met Bethlehem town. So they rode on their donkey all
1: the way down. God didn't give me a straightforward answer of why this happened. It just took time for me to realize God's answer was, it wasn't so much what was wrong with Levi as much as there was something wrong with the way I was thinking.
2: Mary was speechless. She didn't know how
1: these things would have happened. But still, she bowed. I think of Mary, of all she goes through. It's not her plan, it's God's plan. She just goes with it. She's humble, she's calm, she's reassured by the fact that everything's going to be okay.
2: Boy, he has remembered me, his lowly servant. From now on, all the people will call me happy. He has brought down mighty kings from the throne and lift up the lowly.
1: What we learned um, was that God was with us. God suffered with us, and um, and He gave us the most beautiful child. And there was no reason for me to grieve or compare her, or you know, um, you know, feel sorry for her. in my old view, before she taught me, I thought she would lack. She's not lacking.
2: So gathered around that we baby boy, all people are welcome to know heaven's joy, from angels to donkeys, from shepherds to king, the little Lord Jesus, God's welcome he brings. He came to our darkness from heaven above, he stooped to the crib and the cross out of love, He shed in our weakness and weakness and mess. And still he embraced us, nevertheless. If you're feeling rejected, excluded, a stranger, remember the one who came down to the manger.
0: You may watch that and be tempted to think that's preposterous. But it is joy and acceptance and love and hope. God stooped down to our level and he lifts us up beyond our wildest expectations. So much so that even tonight as we gather on the eve Of the day we remember his birth, I suppose the only response we truly can have is simply this. It's to say, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Would you pray with me? God, as you have come to meet us at Christmas, we want to respond. as your servants, we pray, Father, that you who blow apart our expectations in life, sometimes in gleeful surprise, sometimes in painful ones, that you would continue to be with us through the pain and mess and struggle, to be reminded, Father, that while we can't always expect what is to come, we can't expect for you to be there in and through it. Certainly, as we think about the birth of Jesus, what an unexpected way for you to come to us and to save us. But we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. This evening, as we come to the conclusion of our time together, we're going to sing Silent Night. And as a part of that, you have been given a candle. We'll have some folks in the back who will begin to light the candles uh, on the ends of the rows. And we'd ask if you would take those candles out now and as your candle is lit on the end of the row, if you would light the candle to the person next to you so that we can all share together in this moment. If you've got uh, little ones with you, crack open those glow sticks now. And as we sing together, we're reminded of the, the beautiful picture of the light of the world coming to be with us. As John says, in him was life and that life was the light of men. So as our usher's begin to make their way. Would you sing with us in worship, Silent Night?